Hey guys, so in today's episode, we're going to be discussing becoming dads, the experience of birth for both Daniel and myself, and just the different worlds that we have experienced and grown up with from when we were kids back into the mid to late 80s into the 90s, and compared to what our kids are currently going through in the world they live in now. Alrighty, so first up, we're just discussing about, you know, sort of when we first found out we're becoming a father figure, as well as certainly dealing with, you know, sort of the pregnancy and the birth experience. So, um, obviously, we're talking about this off air, Ricardo, and it certainly sounds like we've got some uh, some interesting ways that the news was delivered to us, right? Oh, my goodness, Dewey. It, it just, just <laughs> the information that was provided and just how we went about it and, and <laughs> believing of it it's just <laughs> yep. something else but go ahead you you let him hear yours yeah okay then so mine yeah so i get both ways it was delivered in a very similar way um so the partner at the time um she she disappeared so obviously at that time she was i'd certainly hazard a guess and saying she was talking to some of her friends as well as being in the toilet maybe using a couple of tests at the same time too. Um, and both times she was gone for, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, you know, which is a bit odd, especially when it's so late at night. So both times are usually like 11 o'clock at night, man. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, again, like it, it's still funny now that I think, you know, I'm thinking back about it as well. Um, and then, yeah, so, so she'd come out just very solemn, like just, deadpan face um and yeah both times so um yeah i'm pregnant <laughs> you're just like oh um uh yeah um uh, cool it, it, that's that, that's what <laughs> we want to say right yeah but how did how is it that they can break news? and i've always seen it and you've seen it in shows movies and you've even heard about other people how is it that they break news and it's such exciting news. And they break it like it's like, well, damn. Yeah. Um, but like, so for for my son, um, so the second child, it got to the point where I even did a test for her type thing. Um, this is afterwards you as well, just to verify. Like, yeah, like I had to, I know the process on how to use the pee stick now, man. So it's, there you go. <laughs> But yeah, like it was, it still spins me out that it, such amazing news was delivered in um, such an interesting way. <laughs> but yours, man, I was about to, I think yours is very, like, it, it seems to be kind of common as well, but it's still funny nonetheless. It is. So <clears throat> with, with my wife, uh, at the time, we had just very recently been engaged. And yeah. we had actually just gotten back from vacation. She wasn't feeling well. She told her mom. And at the time, we still weren't even living together. She was actually still technically living with her parents. And I remember I was over at the house. And I was I was living with roommates, but we lived down the street from each other. That's and yeah. how we actually met. Whole other story. How I met your mom. <laughs> Don't sue us. <laughs> but... Um, when she uh, when she came home, she was telling them, and her mom was like, "You're pregnant." She's like, "No, no, 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 you're not. I'm not pregnant. I'm not pregnant." Yeah, yeah. And then I was talking to my mom, 
And she was like, oh, she's pregnant. It's like, no, she can't be pregnant. It's fine. It's fine. So she ended up taking five tests. She had basically both moms tell her she was pregnant. And all five tests came back positive. And then the doctor told her she was pregnant. And then she was like, okay, I guess I am pregnant. (laughs) <laughs> so reality set in once a pro- medical professional stepped up to the plate, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five different. It's not even the same test. It was like five different tests almost. And all of them came back, whether it be slightly dark or like, you know, 100%, you know, dark lines. They all came back pregnant and she just didn't want to believe it. I was yeah. over the moon. Yeah, I, just, no, I, I certainly feel you on that one, mate. Yeah, because I, I just, I just, I remember that day. I remember sitting there. I remember dying laughing. She was so mad, but she wasn't mad at being pregnant. So she was just more so mad that I was just getting a big kick out of it. And she just didn't want yeah. to come to terms with it just at that moment, yeah. <laughs> you know, because I'll tell you, I just, I love her as a mother. She's amazing. And, and she's a, just a damn great mom. But yeah. just at that moment, she just was not having it. And I <laughs> loved it. I, you loved, I loved it because you me. were having it. That's no, it. Oh, boy. I, I was. And then just all of it just kind of set in, you know? And it's just like, holy crap, I'm going to be a, a dad. Like an actual physical, this is my child now. Yeah, that's it. You kind of feel like you've leveled up at that point, don't you? Like it's just sort of surreal. But you're like, holy shit. Like this is this is amazing. It's It is. I mean, because it's. It, it, it's one thing being a single man, then you're a man in a relationship, but yeah. suddenly now the woman that you're with is carrying somebody that's going to be 100% dependable or dependent and just rely on you for everything. Yeah. And it just, it, it still blows my mind that there's still two kids in there sleeping right now. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah, they're yours. Yeah, that's it. No, and again, I, I certainly feel that when I do have my kids as well. Like there's times where you just sort of sit back, you know, as they're getting older and you're just like, wow, like this is, I've got two tiny humans here that depend on me and, you know, want me in their life. And I think that's, you know, certainly like a, a big part of it too is that, you know, that interaction that you do end up having with them over time as well. Well, actually, so this is, this is like it's a funny, not funny, but still kind of funny thing. Because okay. I, like I said, I have two girls. And yep. when my youngest was born, she had the grumpiest and angriest face all the time. Yep. And she wanted nobody but her mother. And if anybody held her, she screamed and cried. And she would, yeah, right. she, after about six months, she tolerated me where at least I can hold her and she just kind of scowled at me <laughs> and she would just look at me. And, but she knew that, you know, I was there, I wasn't going anywhere, but she just, she's like, all right, we'll just hurry up until I can get back to her arms. So whatever she's doing, she needs to finish. Yeah, and, exactly. Right now. And I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, and now she's all over the place and she just like jumps on me and tackles me and, and we wrestle and everything. And it's just, an amazing time each and every time but it just i i can always remember that face and i remember looking at her when she was just there and that that face and she was like what the hell is going on <laughs> just uh, something else man yeah man they, they definitely changed the world um and it's 
definitely, well, in my experience, it's definitely been a change for the better too. So, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, it, they it certainly really drag you out your shell. That's for damn sure. So yeah, yeah, and and it's like I I realized actually who I was prior to them, even who I was prior to my wife. Apparently, I was just happy with mediocrity. You know, yeah. and I, I had I had enough. I never had a drive or a push for more until yeah. them. And it's like suddenly I wanted more in life. I wanted more for them, especially. And it's just, that's all it's ever been at this point. Perfect motivators, that's for sure. Yep, day in, day out, man. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so look, certainly just continuing on with the conversation. Look, again, you know, certainly that very first instance, like both times they were pregnant, like, you know, just being absolutely over the moon. And stuff like that too, um, but I guess you know something else that we probably need to discuss um, for any of the father figures out there as well is like sort of you know during the pregnancy and stuff like that. Did you encounter any ups and downs? You know, it definitely comes with that sort of territory. Um, but is there anything that sort of sticks out in you know within your own experience? So, with with my first, with the eldest. Um, for one, she was born a little early, so she yep. was considered a late preemie. So anything within four weeks is considered full term. Four weeks from the full term is, I guess they consider full term. We were yep. at five weeks, so they're considered late preemies. I mean, nothing was wrong with her. She's perfectly healthy and brilliant. But I, I just remember she just seemed like she was ready to join the world. <laughs> and <laughs> she just obviously didn't want to wait. And I do remember that the only the only things that my wife ended up having was just a craving for like fruits yeah. and and like meat. Yeah. But all the other stuff that you've always heard and you've always seen in, in shows where they want chocolate pickle ice cream and you know, <laughs> tofu or some crap. Yep. She mm-hmm. she did not have any cravings of any of that sort. And we kind of came to the conclusion it's like maybe they're just bs and maybe these women just kind of want to take advantage of maybe being yeah, weird yeah. crap you know and it's like well this is the best opportunity because i could just blame it on the baby yeah and, well look, i know certainly yeah. with my yeah with so with my kids mom um that she was all about carbs so she was all always about hot deep fried chips i don't know what your equivalent over there in the u.s is um so just think of like fish and chips like you think of a, a british sort of thing like that that's essentially what i'm talking about down here um so deep fried potato anything realistically um and late night ice cream runs like that was that was definitely her her go-to uh for for both pregnancies realistically so, so- again thankfully no no crazy cravings it's uh, but on the flip side, um, we did have to deal with gestational diabetes as well. Um, so that Ooh. was that was a massive learning curve, that's for sure. Um, so yeah, if, if anybody that is listening, so gestational diabetes is sort of it's brought upon the the woman's body while she's growing a whole other human in her. Um, and you know, if you've never dealt with diabetes before, like it's a bit of a shock, certainly to begin with, too. Yeah, um, I mean, I can so imagine. For, yeah, so from going to from not having to worry about it to she was on a very strict diet 
after that. So obviously we had to cut down on the carbs or sort of reduce the intake. But, you know, another thing that she loved was fruit juice. And it's one of those you don't realize how bad fruit juice is until you're drinking, you know, two cups a day. And you're like, what? <laughs> She's wondering why her bloods are spiking and stuff. Yeah, all the sugars. Um, or even yeah, 100% no, juice and that's a exactly- lot of natural sugar. Oh, but fruit's healthy. Well, it is, but <laughs> only in small amounts and if it's not in juice form at that point. So that was, yeah, that, that was definitely interesting. Um, and that sort of as soon as both kids came into the world, like it, it stopped then and there. Like it, it's kind of crazy that, uh, you know, I'm always going to say, you know, women go through all of that because they're way tougher than us 99.9% of the time. I'm just like, yeah, that's, I don't know how I would have dealt with that if I was in the same situation. So come on, you know what they say? If we have a cold, they know what it's like when they give birth, how we experience a cold. (laughs) I'm not going to say yes or no to that because I don't want to get myself into too much trouble at least. (laughs) No, no, no. Um, It's, it's, they are, they are just resilient human beings for being able to do that and being able to sometimes willingly put themselves through that sometimes unwillingly, but that they still go through term and, and just all the more power to them. Yeah. Absolutely. Man, that, that is, yeah, absolutely spot on there. Um, so I know certainly when it came down to the birth of like both my kids, so both my kids came, came through naturally as well. Um, but yeah, like, I, I don't know, sort of, you, you know, your experience during the actual birthing process and stuff like that. So for my daughter, so for the eldest child, um, that was sort of a, a long, you know, was it almost two days type thing? Like the, the actual labor wow. itself was sort of like a a full day when she had an epidural and, and stuff like that. And that was like a, a long process. Uh, but with my son, <laughs> sorry, I don't, I don't actually know if I've even told you this story, man. Um, so we've gone into the hospital at sort of, you know, seven, eight o'clock in the morning. Um, so they're, they're trying to induce her, um, because of the gestational diabetes. They just want to make sure that the kids don't get too big yeah, and stuff course. like that, as, as does happen with a, a, you know, anybody with diabetes or a child with diabetes. Um, so yeah, they're, they're started and then sort of, you know, throughout the day, we've got nurses coming in and doing ops and stuff and, you know, she's not really progressing very quickly. Yeah. Um, it's like 3.30 in the afternoon at this point in time and I'm like, okay, cool. You know, nothing's sort of happening, you know, nothing's really changing. Um, she, she had asked for an epidural at that point just to make sure that, you know, she wasn't going to be in too much pain. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm totally for that. Like there, there's no award for not taking any drugs at the end of the day. So like you yeah, take no. whatever you need just to make sure that you're comfortable. So <laughs> don't be tough. No. It, so yeah. So three 30 in the afternoon, we've got two. So we've got a nurse and a training nurse coming in, just, you know, checking everything, um, you know, checking blood pressure, you know, making sure she's comfortable. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go to the toilet. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Next thing, they're they're like they're banging on the door. They're like, Daniel, you need to get out here. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, I, I've only just stepped in here. I come in, and they're like, your son's almost here. I'm like, what? Like, I almost missed my son being born by just stepping into the toilet for like 20 seconds. So apparently, because the epidural had kicked in, like he'd already decided he's coming out. Like nothing was stopping him. Yeah, so the, his mum didn't even realise what was going on until the nurses had a look and then freaked out because the child is well on its way. 
Um, yeah, so that's how my son came into this world. It was very freaking quickly and kind of surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, and it, it just, it's so all of a sudden. And actually, you know what? So I, I do remember with the first, she, she told me she wanted the epidural, but she was yep. terrified because there, there have been obviously instances with women who, yeah, I, I think it's paralyzed or something there's complications when they yeah, take the that, epidural that's right yeah because it's it's like this like 700 what? foot long needle you know the size of a garden what? hose and yeah, it just they're, they're <laughs> tapping into the spinal cord man like yeah that's, that's dangerous it's, yeah it's it's a lot so she had me worried and i was very cartoonishly pacing in the hospital to the point <laughs> where i felt like i was going to start cutting a groove into the tile yeah 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 and 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 she went in, and I I do remember I remember everything actually. We went out walking. It's summertime, and we went out. We're out walking. We went to like a open air flea market kind of thing, open air market area where her parents yep. were out walking about. We got home, and she just she can no longer like lay in bed. You know how at that point they're just it's like an uncomfortable feeling. It no matter which way you are. Yeah, and I guess that's what happens when you've got essentially a watermelon on yeah, the front of yeah. you, right? Like it's a- <laughs> exactly. it just there's no comfortable spot. No. So, so I had just laid down. I I couldn't have been asleep for more than fifteen minutes, and she ever so gently taps me. She's like, "Hey, my water broke," and it's like, <laughs> and it's like eleven thirty at night. And it's like what? And it's like, shouldn't you be more? And so I mean, it was like from dead asleep to as if I've just had. Like six espressos, and I'm just dad dad mode kicking right. Like it's yeah, running around, just (laughs) hysterically trying to grab every stupid little thing I could remember, and getting into the car. And it's like, and of course, the hospital that we were set up with is literally the other side of town. So we're driving 11:30 at night, clear across town. Thankfully, the highways and everything else was empty, and. You know, we get there and it was a 12 hour process for her for the first one, Yeah, which was not bad. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Obviously, you're saying she was there for two days or a day. So that's a whole lot longer because 12 hours still felt like a lifetime. But um, I, I just remember that she was just like there. And actually, my eldest, she ended up with the umbilical cord wrapped around her neck. Yep. And it was just to add more to of course my fear you know yeah and that, that would certainly be a, a scary experience to yeah no, it, be, yeah just have to deal with on the spot yeah and and the doctor she came in was, in, it was a very young woman too because usually you always see these older guys and this lady was like early 30s at the time and she had gone through just hundreds of births already she was a, a, a very well well seasoned veteran birthing doctor Yep. And she's sitting there very calmly telling me what she's about to do. And she just like pops in, grabs the cord, pulls out the baby all in one swoop. And for me, it felt like it was like seconds. I mean, it could have been seconds. I don't know. But she just did it in such a quick motion. And next thing you know, there's my daughter. And there like, she is. All just, of a sudden, like I've just got yeah. this mental image of like this birthing doctor, like holding the baby like a fish by one foot. Like here you go, here <laughs> it is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it just like it's like where did you just 
where you pull it from? I was like, it was a magic trick. You know, <laughs> it was fantastic. I was like, oh, I'll do it again now. Yeah. So, yeah. And she, she did it. And I, I just, I remember it. And I just remember that, that, that feeling, that joy, just everything, you know, just making sure all the little digits were there. The heartbeat was there. Yeah. The voice was there. And it just is like wonderful. Just I, I think it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't really matter how many kids you have. I mean, obviously, we've, we've only got the two each, um, but I can, mm-hmm. it's just such a magical moment when you're there, you know, you get that first cuddle um, and then it's just that realization, you're like, you know, this is, <laughs> I've helped create this, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, a protector of this thing now. Like, it's just a very, it's a grounding moment realistically for myself it was um and just like massive realizations of right here we go like this is this is the next chapter and and it is and and it's a never-ending chapter it's just like different paragraphs in the same chapter but it's a long chapter (laughs) yeah very much so yes but again, you know, I was about to say, as you know, as father figures and dads ourselves, you know, there's definitely times where you know, you know, you might complain about your kids, but at the end of the day, I'm like, you know, I'm sure with yourself as well, Ricardo. I'm just, like, I definitely would not change it for the world either. No, never, never would. Just, just experiencing them and just seeing the joys in their eyes, and just, it's almost like reliving your own childhood. And, and watching them grow up and you remember you, what you did as a kid and you're watching them and it's just like you get to be a part of that from this side of the fence now. Yeah, and, it. and it's, it's that change of perspective. Yep. And, and it's like, I mean, let's face it, you and I, you know, we, we have our Facebook group where it's diecast dads and, and it's literally majority of, of grown men that are playing with, at the end of the day, toy cars. But that's what yep. brings us joy, and that's what that's what our hobby is. And you're never too old to enjoy any kind of, you know, children's toys per se. And it's okay. And exactly. you can bring your kids into it. They can enjoy it with you. And you get to essentially live vicariously through them as well as experiencing different kinds of joy for yourself. And it's it's a phenomenal thing. Yeah, it really damn is. straight it is, man. It's, I certainly couldn't have put it better myself, mate. So, all right. So, Daniel, tell me about um, uh, just tell me about an instance from what you can recall being a kid around your kid's age now to what your kids are experiencing and what they're going through. Right. Um, so I guess it was certainly with my own experience when I was growing up. So I spent a lot of the time out in the country. Um, so a lot of uh, my father's side of the family sort of grew up growing grapes and stuff like that. Um, whilst uh, I spent the other time sort of in suburbia. So I've always had that sort of odd duality sort of between the two. Um, but yeah, like a, a lot of the time and certainly surrounding riding bikes. Um, and, and stuff like that. Like, you know, I've, I've crashed far too many times to, uh, <laughs> to even remember now, man, properly. Um, but yeah, like, I, I guess sort of, yeah, certainly when I was younger, always just doing some not so smart stuff on bikes. And that started like really early. Again, being out in the country, sort of do whatever you want because there's nobody around to realistically stop you. Um, 
so yeah, so j- just riding bikes, crashing into a lot of stuff. Um, so my son's or son's a little bit younger than sort of what I was um, now, but you know, sort of uh, where my kids are at the moment. So they live sort of in a cul-de-sac. Um, I guess it's not just one, but it's sort of every time they get out there riding, you know, it's always you've got that kind of that fear of you're like, oh god, like they're going to hurt themselves, and you're like, but at the same time, you know what? They need to do that sort of stuff, you know. You, oh yeah, you can't wrap them up in cotton wool. Um, <laughs> Finn, <laughs> they might has, be more dumber he, stuff. Finn has crashed his bike so many times. I'm like, I feel like it's a bit of a segue here. I, I'm always telling people, uh, my son is definitely my karma in this world um so he's <laughs> he, he's a as i like to call him he's my little nugget he, he doesn't think about a lot of stuff he just does it um and that's probably <laughs> probably how most of my family could probably describe me as a kid as well um but yeah there's been so many times where him and his sister kaylee have been riding around out in the cul-de-sac and stuff and he is just going full pelt um like either straight into a gutter into another kid into a car stuff oh, wow. like that like that that yeah, and like we have a bit of a cry, stop for a couple of minutes, and then bang, like he, he's back up and doing it <laughs> at the same time. And I'm like, I, I, I definitely remember having that. You'd be like, you know what? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'll bounce. It's fine. Uh, where, <laughs> I'll where be all my right. We're, we're good. Yeah, well, whereas Kaylee is a little bit more reserved and, and stuff like that too. Um, she's, a, I guess, as a girl, she probably thinks a little bit more about what's actually going on, whereas Finn is, again, just get in and do it um, and then deal with the consequences afterwards. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a bit of an interesting time. And, and, again, just watching both of them, how they tackle stuff very differently as well it is definitely an interesting and eye-opening experience too it, is it like the same way you were like do they approach the problems the same way you approach problems when you were roughly the same age? Uh, no look again i'm like i think kaylee thinks a lot more than i ever did and possibly still do um whereas <laughs> finn finn is definitely more like me he just he just does stuff he, he doesn't think about what he's doing he's like yeah no i can do this um so w- whether it's because you know he's got an older sister so he's trying to play catch up and, and stuff like that um oh yeah i know the catch yeah up. it's um it's it can be interesting at times. Don't get me wrong; <laughs> it's <laughs> it's fun. It's but fun yeah. to see, man. It's fun to watch. It's it's because you kind of compare it back to how you were as a kid, and it's like, huh? Was I that way? Did I do that? Yeah. Oh no, I'm very quickly discovering. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm I'm 100 sure I was exactly like Finn. <laughs> it's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's that's oh, both good right and there. bad, of course. You know, it's. But how about yourself? How about you and, and your daughters? Oh, Any experiences well, that sort of come to mind and drawing parallels? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I had, like for me when I was younger, I had a very reckless disregard for safety in general. Because mm-hmm. you and I uh, were both again, born. It, it sounds like a boy thing. Like it really <laughs> it, it is. Really, <laughs> it probably is. Um, we, you, you and I were both born in the 80s, albeit I was born in the early 80s, you were more into the later part of it, but yep. it was a very different, obviously a very different time period growing up 80s to 90s compared to what they do now. Yes. And yep. now it's all about safety and everything else. And I don't recall wearing a helmet. I might yeah. have under 10, yeah. but I definitely don't ever remember owning a helmet once I was old enough to really start paying attention. 
Yeah. So, you know, now it's like, I don't, I don't let them outside without, because they have yeah. rollerblades and yeah. skateboards and bikes. And it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> here's some pads. Here's a helmet. Just <laughs> go nuts. I call but, the safety equipment. Yeah. yeah you know, like, <laughs> if you fall, you're going to get hurt and it's okay. You're going to bounce up and you're going to keep going. But at least the hurt won't be as bad as like when you and I were because yep. my my hurt. So there was a point I was roughly somewhere between seven to nine. I probably eight, but just safe bet between seven and nine. Yeah. Lived in a neighborhood. It was an apartment complex years ago. And I remember tying a rope to the front of my bike <laughs> and... <laughs> I had the other. You already know it's a bad idea when you hear that. Like. <laughs> when you started that way, and I tied the <laughs> other end of the rope to the back of the ice cream truck that was in the neighborhood at the time, <laughs> and so I held on, and I gave about two pedals. And as soon as he started to drive, I just two quick pumps, and I thought I would just be able to like hold on and you know just jet ski it or or water ski it behind the ice cream. No, that didn't happen at all. No. Um, he basically, he might as well have, of NASCAR out of the neighborhood and ended up just yoking me off the bike, dragging me down the street. I, I didn't let go of the bike. I fell yeah. off the seat, but I didn't let go. Oh, so now I'm just being, <laughs> I know I'm being dragged down the street and the neighborhood kids are all trying to stop the ice cream man. And of course he thinks it's for a sale, not because there's a child being dragged, you know, some... 50 yards behind his car. Yeah, no, it's generally not, not the standard thing that happens. No, it's <laughs> yeah, no, no, not at all. So they had to quickly untie me and make sure I got my bike back, of course. And, and that was it. And, and that, that just that experience. And I, I remember M my eldest. And I remember when she was learning to ride, she was about six or seven when we started on two wheels yeah. and we were in a park and she's, she's trying, you know, we took off the training wheels and she's trying and we're running behind her. The whole thing that you do with kids. And I remember she fell off. It was one of the many times that she just fell off and she got up and she threw the bike to the side. And I was like, just, <laughs> We've just all go. Been there. Let's be yeah. fair. Like it's hundred <laughs> percent. And I was like, just go walk it off. And she started walking and it was like, it was a very large community park and they had a paved pathway you know, for yeah. joggers and, and bikers. And then I had just a lot of open grassy fields. Yeah. So she started walking towards the field and she's walking into the field. And I was like, just go ahead and walk it off. And <laughs> I'm recording all of this too. So as she continues to walk, I'm like, oh, okay, just, just keep walking further then. It's, it's okay. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll get back to it. And she just kept walking. And I think she was going to the car, but, but she, <laughs> she just did she, not have She made up her mind at that point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. She, she couldn't stand it. And it's like, and now she, you know, she's still learning, but she's gotten pretty good at skateboarding. She's learning how to rollerblade. She knows how to roller skate. So she yeah. does quads and blades. She just went ice skating. So she's, she's pretty solid at all of it, but just. I can remember just that first time where she just was not having it and she just didn't like it at all. Now (laughs) with, with fee, the younger one, um, M took a while to kind of gravitate towards learning how to ride a two wheel with fee. We let her go. And the first time we let her go, she just pedaled down the road. And I, I remember we were at, we were at my parents and we were just hanging out over there and 
she just started riding down the street and she learned how to turn and come back. And the only thing we really had to work on was how to really start herself and then how to stop yeah. without like the, the, the need or feeling of wanting to just jump off the bike. Cause that's how you're supposed to exit the bike. Yeah. So, well, it's not Grand Theft Auto. That's a, that's a, yeah, <laughs> I know. Just jump off and hop onto another one. But no, no, no. She she didn't do that, and she was actually she was actually pretty good with it. And she is she's very very athletically inclined. Not that yep. they both aren't, but she seems to gravitate more towards it because she loves all of this stuff with the sports and the whole nine. Whereas yep. M, my eldest, she loves books. And video games. And it's funny yeah. because it's my children essentially split, at least me, to that's, that's yes. me. I grew up yeah. with video games. I grew up with the original 64, not 64, but yes, with the original Nintendo. I remember my playing my dad's Atari. I remember all of it. And she will sit there and play. And actually, still now, if she can't sleep, she will come outside and it's 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. And I'm unwinding, just playing a game with a cousin or a friend. And she'll yep. sit out there and I can't see her because she's behind me somewhere. And she's sitting there just watching me play. Just watching. Yep. You know? And and then she'll discuss it in the morning. She's like, oh, well, you should have dodged. And you should have done this. And it's like, you're supposed to be in bed asleep, not watching me and critiquing my gameplay. The thing is, she probably already knows like the the whole layout of the mission that you're just doing anyway. Like, it's, oh my goodness! I know yeah. certainly with my daughter, like she loves watching videos on on games and stuff like that. Like, I'm, I'm slowly trying to push her into games and that, but she's not not really that interested. Whereas she's more interested in like art and uh, oh, it's stuff wonderful. Like that. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. Like art and you know painting and stuff like that. That's only something that I've sort of figured out that I actually enjoy within the last couple of years and stuff. Um, but you're definitely right about the kids being sort of a, a split down, whereas, you know, Finn's more into getting out there, just doing stuff, um, you know, whether it's riding a bike and that. Like, So that was definitely me as a kid. Maybe not so much nowadays, um, but, you know, I'd like to. Um, but, yeah, whereas Kaylee is like that slightly more reserved, you know, she's a bit quieter. Like she'll happily sort of read a book. You know, she'll watch some movies and stuff. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely TV. And and that's that's a different different aspect because we didn't grow up with obviously there was no YouTube, there was no social media. And first of all, let's just start with the internet that we grew up with as opposed <laughs> to what our kids are used to now, right? Like it's I, I remember how I actually had this discussion with somebody at um, one of my jobs, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, just talking about dial up and you know how you had to wait so goddamn long. <laughs> Oh, you don't know actually what? connect to the internet. <laughs> no, and and it's it's hilarious because earlier today I had the same exact conversation with the girls, and <laughs> wife's in there, and I told them it's like, no, we had to call the internet, and they looked at me like I was like crazy, and I was like, no, no, you actually had to call the internet, and I started doing the dial-up sound, and they're like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> so, so my wife they having a stroke, dad? Like, what's yeah, going on here? Like, yeah, oh, that's it. He's 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 lost it. So they, uh, my wife pulled it up on the phone and she yeah. did the whole dial up, the modem dial up. Oh, wow. They had the whole thing and they were just looking at it like, what the hell is all of this noise? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, no, there was no, just grab your phone and go to, to Google or nothing. No, yeah. you had to dial in 
You had to it, wait. You had to have a phone line plugged into your computer yeah, you had, to be it, able to do that. You had to have an actual house phone. And they're like, oh, like yes. great grandma? And it's like, yes, like great grandma. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, like, like actual phone line, an actual house phone. Yep. And it's like, yeah. And then if somebody picked up that phone, it disconnected you. You lost internet. And they're like, what do you mean? Yep. It's like, just no more. <laughs> because it somebody just, picks it, it up. And then, and then you had your half hour reconnection. That's it. It's oh, <laughs> yeah. They just, they don't understand. It's like. They, no, but they, and it's funny because every now and then, you know, here in Australia, Australia has some pretty poor internet speeds um, for a, for a first world country. Like, you know. Us Australians are quite happy to take the piss out of that too. But like every now and then, you know, when my kids are watching something or listening to something, you're like, Dad, why, why is it so bad? I'm like, it's because the internet's slowing down. They're like, we shouldn't do that. I'm like, oh, kid, like you're lucky you're even getting this speed. Like back in my day, like it's, I'm like, ah, oh, I'm such an old man now. I'm only 34, but damn, like. <laughs> yeah, you, you hit them with that back in my day and it's like, ooh, yep. ooh. Like, God instantly my it. back hurt. <laughs> but yeah yeah, so there's yeah like internet is big one and you know we're talking about bloody vhs's earlier like off air as well man like and and you know what so my mother still has like the original disney movies from the the early 90s up until basically when they stopped making vhs's she has this whole big like crate of them and so my girls understand I don't think they've really understood how rewinding works and how if you yep. want to go back, there is no pause and rewind a few seconds. No, it, there's there was no like skip a, scene. No, yeah, <laughs> no, you can't just you can't slide the bar on the phone to get to the next part. No, no. There's none of that. And oh, and also just as a disclaimer, my kids don't have cell phones. I just they don't need a cell phone at at 10 and, and seven ish. They don't. Nope. No, they're they're never anywhere where we're not. So why in the hell would they need a phone? They're just yeah. using older phones that we have that we just let them use in the house. In you know, if they want to. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's fine. They're good with that. So just our personal choice. You guys want to uh, absolutely. <laughs> if you want to buy them phones at ten, I don't know what they would need it for. Who are they going to call? So. Yeah, you know, that, that's, that's fine. Right? Again, that, that sort of choice comes down to individual parents. And that's, you know, never going to judge a parent. If that's what you want to do, by all means, absolutely go for it. But yes, no, the, the old rewind. And dude, and I'm like, Friday nights, going down to the, the movie shop. Like, those are some bloody good experiences that, like, our kids... We'll never remember. <laughs> all they have to do is turn on the TV. And then they've got access to, like, thousands of movies. I'm like, yeah. that's not good (laughs) get out there and find something exactly you know and and of course even with the games just oh can you download this game what what? yeah i remember you had to wait then you Mm -hmm. had to go down to blockbuster at least for us anyway you had to go to blockbuster and friday night was an experience they used to have the deals you could get like two movies and a game at a certain price it's like yeah let's do this but you had to get in early, otherwise all the good stuff oh was gone, right? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was a process to it, that's for yeah. sure. Then you'd have to try and hopefully see if the next blockbuster ended up having the stuff you needed. <laughs> no, they don't understand. Like now, okay, we have a Roku in the bedroom. Yep. Because we use my PlayStation for everything else in the living room. In the bedroom, our bedroom, we have a Roku. 
And of course, the Roku is is so it's one of the most recent ones that it has Disney Plus on it. Yeah. And so they can literally just hit a button on the bottom of the remote and it takes them right there. Straight there. There's yep. there's no entering passwords. There's no, you know, having to go through anything to look. No, you just hit a button and poof, it's all TV. And, it, and right there, instant yeah. access. And it's like you didn't have to worry about rewinding a VHS. You didn't have to worry about late fees. You didn't have yeah. to worry about, you know, something not working. You know, they don't they don't know the the joys and heartaches of having to blow into the cartridge. Because I know yeah, you remember that. Just to make that. sure it works. Despite yeah. the fact that each and every box is like, do not do this. Oh, yeah. but it works. Damn it. It works. <laughs> and then you had to like tap the cartridge, lean it forward, you know, and then wiggle it. And there it is. Okay, don't touch it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't even think about moving it right yeah. now. Yeah. You know, it's like now they just, you know, and most they have to worry about is if, if you still have physical copies of it, just the CD bricks. Because if not, then everything is just digital. Because I know she has literally two copies or two games that are just specifically hers for M. Yep. And they are just digital games. Yeah. And all she has to do is just sign on. It's like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, same with my kids, man. Like it's yeah, everything's downloaded. Like I'm, I guess I'm still sort of stuck in that the early digital era where I'm like, I still want a disc. Like I want something physical at the same time. Oh, I, again, I do too. It, it, it comes back to maybe we're just getting old. Like it's, <laughs> I, I, I think so because it's like I'm I'm 39. I'm knocking on 40s door next year, and yep. and it's just it's it's just different to to be a dad and it's like there's times where it's like how am i allowed to be responsible for a child and it's like and i still feel like i'm such a jackass myself and just running around doing stupid stuff and it's like and i'm and i'm allowed to raise another human and i was like yeah. we have the same interests <laughs> yeah, like, exactly yes yeah. yep, spot on there it's like yeah no i'd love a juice box and to sit there and watch cartoons yeah that sounds freaking great right about now <laughs> Living my best life, yeah, man, all day, and yeah, they just they'll get it, and 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 I I want to get them there, obviously, and and I know you do too, but yeah, it just yeah. it's a different thing, man, and it's it's fabulous, and and I love it, and they help keep me more grounded. They drive me up the wall. Yes. Oh, they yeah. do. But but, I, I think that's how they keep us grounded is by yeah. pushing us to our own limits as well and be like, you know what? It's, that, that wasn't actually worth <laughs> all that stress or all that worry no. in regards to it. You're like, oh, okay, yep, moving on oh, now. No. Definitely, definitely not. And it's just, and I, I know the first couple of years, I know I screwed it up, you know? And she's going to tell me when she hears this, she's gonna like, I told you so. Oh, now you want to admit it on air. <laughs> I know I can go back and reflect on it. And I know that I did screw up and I could have done things way differently and probably way better. But I definitely am trying to make sure that going forward, they are safe, secure and happy. And they know that they can come back and talk to me and they can confide in me and know that things will be okay. Well, the fact is, is that you've recognized that too, which is, you know, put you in that better position to be able to make that change too and i'm like just talking to you man like i know for a fact that you are doing anything and everything in your power to make sure that your daughters get the very best out of life with you Every there time. too so yeah yeah and and just just seeing how you are just even now with with you know 
the co-parenting and the sharing of the kids and you're doing everything that you need to do to ensure that one, the transition was as seamless as possible and that yep. there wasn't a lot of disruption in life. And it, it takes a lot. Yeah. And you're yeah, given a lot and it, they may not appreciate it or see it or understand it now, but they will later. Yeah. And, you know, we, we can't expect kids to understand, you know, adult stuff because, I mean, shit, there's times where we don't understand adult stuff either. <laughs> so, you know, it's. <laughs> but, yeah, no, look, again, you know, as long as you're doing your best for, you know, your kids or, yeah, certainly, you know, if you are a father figure as well, you know, whether it's your, your nieces and nephews or, you know, little little cousins and stuff like that. Like, uh, I think just, that's just important. Even a neighbor that helps out, man. Yeah. Just a fatherly figure to a child, it just, it makes a world of difference. If you are, again, yeah, if you're putting in your best effort, you know, that's all they can ask for. So, and again, you know, this is why we have this podcast, you know, it's just to try and start spark up this conversation in regards to, you know, dad's father figures alike as well is just, uh, you know, just we're, we're all on the traveling sort of along the same path you know everybody experiences stuff differently but again there's there's a lot of key factors that are sort of everybody comes across so yeah and we all pretty much have that very much one thing in common you know is that we're that role that male role model figure in a child's life yeah yeah definitely that positive male role model absolutely mate <laughs> Alrighty, so we're just coming to the end of episode three, Ricardo. So how are you feeling about that? Oh, it's fantastic, man. It's it's been a great journey. Each episode is just getting better for us. It certainly is. And I guess uh, we've been able to talk a lot more freely now that we're feeling a little bit more confident on the mics too, which is certainly a big bonus. That it is, yeah. Yeah. Um, so obviously today we've discussed, you know, what it's like becoming a dad as well as sort of touching on, you know, the pregnancy experiences that we've both had. Um, and certainly, you know, a bit about our upbringing, our own kids' upbringing, um, and just sort of drawing the line between the two as well. True, and seeing such a stark contrast between the two. That's absolutely true. So, so with that, uh, we do have, a, if you do want to get in contact with us, we do currently have an email address set up. Um, so with that one, if there's any topic that you guys want to hear us talk about, just drop an, drop us an email on dads dealing with at gmail.com um, and we'll, we have been discussing off air um, soon we're also going to have some social media pages up as well just as a couple of extra avenues for you to be able to reach out even if it is just for a quick chat uh, you know if there's something that you are dealing with I mean you're not entirely sure who or where to turn to you know certainly Ricardo and myself will be available to sort of answer a few quick questions and then point you in the right direction too yeah, even for just that quick word of advice or just a, you know, an ear just to, to hear you out, an impartial ear. We're here for you. Yeah, absolutely. So with that, I'm Daniel. And I'm Ricardo. And we'll catch you later. Take it easy, guys. <laughs>